Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. As always, I'm your host, John June. And of course, as always, got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good? I hope oh. you're not falling asleep with me all that with all that turkey. Nah, you. nah, man. You already know I'm I'm here. I'm I'm alive, I'm alive and well. Uh after a great Thanksgiving. Uh, great Black Friday, everything, the shopping and everything went well, uh, online mostly, because, you know, your boy's home, uh, staying home, you know, uh, in this COVID era, and everything was, was good. It was a, a good football week uh, for as far as the Thursday games. Wish we had that Ravens-Steelers game, but glad we're getting it on Tuesday. And, um, yeah, yeah, uh, shout out to Will Fuller. Breakout continues. Oh, yeah, man. Will Fuller, Deshaun Watson, four touchdowns on 17 completions. My man AG was unleashed, man. Oh, yeah. That was probably my most exciting thing. Three touchdowns on Thanksgiving. Randy Moss was the last rookie to do that. Uh, just saying. Not saying. Just saying. Also, but, uh, <laughs> Amar Cooper, is, I feel like, is contractually obligated to perform on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Even if the team around him implodes, uh, even if the $90 million first-round uh, running back um, is basically uh, useless in the game. Amari <laughs> Cooper will come through for you. So, always, you know, so. always on Thanksgiving. Always, always on Thanksgiving. Um, actually, Amari Cooper, man, I was thinking about this yesterday. He's been having a really good year, and if if Dak hadn't got injured, uh, Amari Cooper probably could have finished in like the top seven. Oh, easy, um, easy, easy. Just, just he was being, and he was consistent too, right? Yeah. Like so. Yep. Um. Yeah, crazy man, and I and I don't even have to sit here and take this L because uh, Dak <laughs> is you know sitting out with the ankle. So, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, man. Let's move on to these games, man. Part the part two preview. If you have not heard the part one preview, go back and listen to that. It was a Thanksgiving Day extravaganza. We didn't just cover the Thanksgiving Day games; we covered the uh, half of the slate as well. So, Arizona versus New England, Carolina versus Minnesota. Cleveland versus Jacksonville, Las Vegas versus Atlanta, L.A. Chargers versus Buffalo, and the Miami versus the New York Jets. Um, you know, if you want to go back and listen to that, we have the timestamps in the show notes, as we will with this episode. So you'll be able to you know, jump to whatever matchup that uh, is most interesting to you, because uh, we know you were spending time with family, hopefully, during this uh you know, Thanksgiving season, or maybe even virtually, because, you know, this, that's the times this year. But let's move on to these games, man. First up, we got the 3-7 and seven New York Giants traveling to Cincinnati to take on the 2-7-1 and one Cincinnati Bengals. This is a 43-point total. Um, the New York Giants are 5.5-point favorites trying to take you know, trying to tie for this. This is it, man. Oh, man. Nah, nah. They, they had the lead, yo, because they, they beat Washington twice. So, assuming that, oh, so you know, the Eagles. Oh, so if they win this game. Yeah, and assuming yeah, the Eagles right, lose to Seattle. The yeah, they'll be in first place. Uh. 
Oh man. All right. All right. You know, you see Washington, the Washington football team Twitter account is undefeated though. I will say. Oh I'll yeah. Yeah. That. That, that's what it kind of Um, but Giovanni Bernard, he's been questionable all week with a concu- with a concussion. So it seems like Samaj P. Ryan would have uh, some some increased workload in this one. But it uh, seems like Giovanni, Giovanni Bernard is trending towards playing. Uh, Kevin Zeitler for the uh, Giants is dealing with a concussion, but he was a full participant in practice. And then Sterling Shepard, he was questionable with a hip and a toe as the Giants come out of their bye week here. So um, in terms of how it plays out, I'm taking the over here. Taking the Giants to cover, taking the Giants to win the game. Um, actually feel like hesitant about taking the over, but I'm not going to change it now. I'm just going to keep it the way it is. Uh, this New York Giants O-line is, I mean, surprisingly, they had some drama. They, they cut the, they, they, I said cut, they were, they fired the offensive line coach, Mark Colombo, who's a former player uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. But um, this line is getting better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Baldinger does his breakdowns, the Baldy breakdowns, which he's, you know, uh, known for. More than that, but on Twitter, he, he does a lot of that stuff. But uh, he was talking about this Giants offensive line, how it's getting better, how the communication, they're, they're melding. So this team is getting better, uh, is going in the right direction as a whole. So Daniel Jones, this is a good spot for him. Since mm-hmm. then, he's given up the seventh most fantasy points to the quarterback position over the last five weeks. Uh, so I think this is a good spot as a streamer quarterback. Uh, Mr. Necessary here, man, Wayne Gallman yes, sir. Uh, is a must start in this spot. You know, especially with how good he's been. He's been the RB7 over the last five weeks uh, with, you know, four top 16 finishes, finishing in the top 10 each of the last two weeks. Uh, this dude is just getting volume right now, and, and, and that's king. So start this man up. Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, uh, as a whole, they're in good spots, but Slayton has the tougher matchup from a cornerback perspective as he'll probably face William Jackson. Uh, so that would be tough for him. Uh, and then Evan Ingram, man. Uh, this is a good spot. He's one of 32 tight ends that you can start. I guess I should say 33 tight ends that you can start because we've got some tandem, specifically one that we'll we'll get to a little bit later. But uh, Cincinnati has been weak against a tight end all year. Uh, but for Cincinnati, uh, I'm not really into anybody. You know, Geo has been mad the last few weeks. Um, without Joey B at the helm, it's tough to trust this offense in a tough matchup. Uh, maybe Boyd in the PPR league and, and Higgins for upside, but... Uh, if he, it's a tough draw. If he, if he gets Bradbury there, so you know these guys are like wide receiver twos. Maybe Higgins might be a wide receiver three in the matchup, um, assuming he gets Bradbury. That's just my assumption there. But Greg, where are you at with this matchup? Uh, with this one, yeah, I'm with you on pretty much the over, the Giants covering, and the Giants winning. Um, yeah, this would be a good spot for Daniel Jones. You know, I definitely was very close to picking him for a start of the week, but uh, uh, yeah, he should be in a great spot here um, with the talent around him. Wayne Gallman, you got to start him up. Uh, Evan Ingram, I think he's in, is in a good spot here. Um, you know, before that bye, he had one game uh, with the bye before the, against Philly. He got the three targets, but before that, he was killing as far as target share, getting almost 10 a game. So, uh, yeah, you're starting him. Um, and, yeah, the receivers as well, Slayton and Shepard uh, on the Bengals side, I'm just trusting that the fact that Boyd and Higgins will get the targets. Um, Boyd has, you know, the, the easier matchup, of course, in that slot uh, versus the Giants, that the one-week spot for in that secondary. Um, but, yeah, they both pretty much choose with Boyd being safer. Uh, and Gio Bernard, because of the volume that he's going to get, uh, I mean, you know, I, I would start him up. But other than that, I'm not really excited about the Bengals offense now. I'm just waiting for next year, man, when I can see Joe Burrow again. Aren't we all, Greg? Aren't we all? But yeah, uh, it's going to be tough for these guys. But we'll we'll see how this one plays out. Obviously, uh, the next matchup. This is an exciting one as well. 
the uh, seven and three Tennessee Titans, man, traveling to Indianapolis to take on the seven and three Indianapolis Colts. Uh, this is a 50 and a half, 50 and a half point over under. The Colts are three and a half point favorites. In terms of injuries, uh, Indianapolis defensive tackle DeForest Buckner, uh, he is added to the COVID reserve list. So he will be out for this game. And then um, Phillip Rivers, quarterback for the for the Colts, is dealing with a uh, a toe injury. So he's I don't think he practiced Wednesday, um, but not really concerned there. You see veteran quarterbacks sometimes miss practice and you know not really have an impact on their game status. So expect him to be out there. And then for Tennessee, uh, tight end Michael Pruitt, he's out. He's third string tight end. Uh, with a, a knee injury, Dory Jackson, cornerback, he's he'll be out with a um, with a knee injury as well. He's been out the last couple weeks, and then Adam Humphreys, wide receiver, who's also been out the last few weeks, uh, will be out with a concussion. Um, and then they're you know Ben Jones at center and Roger Saffold at guard are both questionable for this game, dealing with some injuries there on the Tennessee side. Greg, where are you at with this game? This game, I'm taking the revenge game. I think that the Tennessee Titans get it done. I'm taking the under. I'm taking the Titans to cover and the Titans to win. Uh, get this split in this division, uh, this very competitive division. Um, as far as the Titans side, you're, you know, Brian Tannehill, he did okay last week. I mean, he was, uh, you know, a low in QB2. I think he's around. I think he does a little better than that. Last he, time they played, you mean? Last time, Yeah, last time they played, yes, yes. Okay, because yes. last week he was a QB1 against Baltimore. Right, right, yeah. No, last time, yeah, last time <laughs> they played. Um, uh, you know, it was uh, expecting a QB2 performance there. He, he, I think he got it. I'm going to call it the same here. Um, you know, it's a tough defense still. This Colts secondary. Uh, and in general, they've been opened up a little bit in the last couple games, but um, I think – um, they rely more on Derrick Henry, which is still a RB1, bona fide, uh, top three start every week. Uh, Corey Davis uh, as well, I think is in a good spot, him and A.J. Brown. Um, so definitely those are the guys are in play. On the Colts side, Phillip Rivers, um, he's going to be able to play. I've seen him play through crazy injuries. Um, so he, he'll be out there. Uh, him, the running back situation is always the question mark um, of who you're starting uh, between Hines uh, Wilkins and JT, uh, because of the volume that JT was getting, I we know I think he's still the same area that flex that RB three, but with some upside. Uh, Hines as well is in that flex area, uh, and then with the receivers, I'm starting on Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, he's been the number one dog in, in this offense as far as receiver, and you're going to continue to start him up. Yeah, man, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Tennessee to cover. Uh, Tennessee to win, man. I mean, Indianapolis has been legit. Greg, are you willing to admit that Indianapolis is a legit contender now? Because I know you were you were you weren't believing in them earlier. I know you haven't picked them yet, but are you are you a believer? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm believe with this defense. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Phillip Rivers at the end of the day will will win them a playoff game, but I'm a believer in this defense. All right, we'll see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten to. I haven't thought even thought about playoffs and playoff matchups yet. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean but, that's um, that's what really believing means to winning winning a playoff game. Yeah, I mean we watched Philip Rivers play in playoff games before AFC Championship game on a torn ACL. I mean we I don't 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 disrespect the man. I'm not, but you know that was that was that like was bad in LA. That was but like seven you know, and three ten years ago, wasn't it? Better team around him. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, remember Kurt Warner? He was irrelevant and then came back and was true, like, oh true, okay, true, this guy's still true, pretty good. True. 
<laughs> all right, man. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm talking all this stuff. I, I took the Tennessee Titans to win this game, but <laughs> Brian Tannehill, he's playable in my opinion, like you said. And the winner's coming, man. So King Henry only yes, getting stronger. Uh, AJ Brown, he's already strong, so you're gonna play him, of course. Uh, and King Corey Yak, Davis, man, King Yak, bro. Yeah, uh, that dude, man, Corey Davis. Uh, he's been balling all season, man. Outside mm-hmm. of the zero versus Chicago, he's put up at least nine and a half PPR points in every single game, including the last time these guys played. Uh, so I have, he's truly uh, this yeah, year's so Devontae I, Parker. <laughs> yes, absolutely. This year's Devontae Parker. Um, and then at tight end, man, I have no idea which tight end you play. This is the tight end. I, these, this is tight end duo. Oh, yeah. Referring to on as both one sides, of thirty-three too. tight ends. Uh, I don't. Yeah, yeah, you're right, man. Uh, this one is. I don't even. I'm more interested in this side. I feel like than I am the other side. Mm-hmm. But I don't even know. I'm probably interested in neither side. But uh, Ferkser, uh the peripherals say to play Ferkser because he's getting more targets. Uh, but every week you would be happier if you played Janu instead because he's mm-hmm. the one getting the touchdowns. Uh, which is, you know, why you know we know that touchdowns are what really matters at tight end. So. My advice is, sure, play one. You might be happy. You might not. But that's the best advice I could give at this point on the tight end position, man. Uh, for Indianapolis, Rivers has been solid, uh, giving up, uh, giving us a top 12 finish the last time these guys faced. So uh, I think you could play him again. The matchup is good. I mean, Tennessee's been terrible all year as a pass defense, as a defense in general. And a wide receiver, the Michael Pittman breakout is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, start that man up. And... Man, really, I was like JT. Man, I really don't know what to do, man. Because uh, in one league, because of Swift's concussion and JK having COVID, I really have no choice but to start JT. Um, and I seriously, I would play Carlos Hyde versus Philly if Carson was out. Like if you told me that he was out, I would play Carlos Hyde over JT, just because I have no. There's no way of telling what the volume is going to be for Jonathan Taylor in this matchup, in this game. We saw Naheem Hines get the hot hand last week and never give it up. Uh, is JT just in the midst in the midst of, of finally putting it all together? Like, that's something that we have to... We're going to have to take a risk if we're starting him. But like you said, he's an RB3, a desperation RB2, and everything going on this week at the running back position, you might have to consider it. And then the Colts tight end, uh, they're impossible to play without an injury. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I, yeah, this... the. Running backs is just crazy. It, it flip flops every week. So, uh, that Thursday night game, I was Hines last week. JT got it. It's it's, it's very weird. Yeah, man, uh, definitely weird. But let's move on to this next game, man. We've got the uh, eight and two New Orleans Saints traveling to Denver to take on the four and six Denver Broncos. This is a forty three and a half point total. The Saints are five and a half point favorites here. Um, in terms of injuries on the Denver side, Jerry Judy. He's uh, dealing with an ankle and an Achilles injury, so he was a limited participant. And then um, Michael Thomas, he was questionable with an ankle. And then Alvin Kamara has been limited with that foot the last few weeks, uh, so something to watch there. Uh, is expected to play, though. But for me in this game, I'm taking the over, taking the Saints to cover, taking the Saints to win. Uh, Taysom Hill is a QB1 mm-hmm. in one quarterback league's rest of season. Respect the yes, man sir. and Please. stop hating Please respect him. <laughs> uh, Alvin Kamara must be started regardless of what we think Hill does to his fantasy value. Uh, Latavius Murray, I think, is a solid RB3 slash flex, maybe even potentially more than that, uh, given the usage that he had last week. And then Michael Thomas is here uh, to help you make this playoff push, hopefully, if you're still alive. So start this man up. 
you know, we saw him get a 52% target share last week with Taysom Hill. Uh, and then for Denver, uh, Tim pa- Tim Patrick is the first name that comes to mind. So mm-hmm. uh, he's the he's the one I'd be interested in in this game. He's been consistent as a wide receiver two all season, bringing wide receiver one upside. Um, and then, you know, Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay, they are in a true timeshare right now. Uh, obviously, we saw Lindsay get more opportunities last week. I think both of them are RB3s uh, slash flex plays. Uh, this matchup is tough. New Orleans, obviously, we, we we hear this all the time. They haven't let up a 100-yard rusher since week three of, like, 2017. So uh, this is just – it's, it's going to be a tough matchup. This is, You're really just doing it based on volume. I wouldn't expect each of them to get 16 touches, the 15 touches that we saw last week, uh, you know, because they, they were in positive game script. We know that Miami likes to play. They like they like to play slow as well, especially since having having two in the lineup. So temper the expectations here with these two running backs. But that's where I'm at. And then Noah Fant. I mean, he's banged up, but him no a banged up Noah Fant is still better than like 17 other tight ends. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. I'm taking the under. I'm taking the Saints to cover, and I'm gonna take the Saints to win. Um. Yeah. Taysom Hill, bona fide quarterback one continue to start him up as such uh he, he he's so good the man takes away cap from alvin kamara that's how good he is um so uh you're starting alvin kamara up definitely as you know a top 10 play um latavius murray i think he's also in play as a low end flex um, michael thomas is the only receiver and pass catcher that i care about now on this uh this <laughs> team um on on the bronco side yeah really he's pretty much i'm gonna go with melvin gordon i'm leaning towards him because he is getting of the red zone touches, he is still him over Philip Lindsay. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna lean too much Michael Gordon to to be that that low on RB two, and Tim Patrick is in, in a good spot. He's been pretty consistent of late, uh, pretty giving you a great sleeper value at the wide receiver position. Uh, and no offense, yeah, I agree with you pretty much. Yeah, he's gonna be there. He's a talented t- tight end that's gonna get some targets. Yeah, definitely. All right, man. Moving on to the next matchup, we've got. The hold on, let me get to there. We got the four and six San Francisco 49ers traveling to LA to take on the seven and three LA Rams. This is a 45 and a half point total. The Rams are seven point favorites in terms of injuries. Um, let me start with the let me start with the uh Rams first. Jeff Wilson or sorry, Tyler Higby, he's a game time decision with that elbow injury. Um, now on the on the Niners side. Uh, only really good news for the Niners in terms of injuries. I mean, they're getting Tevin Coleman back potentially from a limited limited participant with that knee injury. Uh, they're getting Debo Samuel back. He's expected to play this week uh, coming back from the hamstring injury. They get uh, Jeff Wilson back potentially coming back from the injured reserve with a high ankle sprain. But the one that we really all care about, Raheem Mostert, he's <laughs> coming back potentially from this knee injury. Um, and then they also get Richard Sherman back, returning off the IR. So that should be a, a slight boost for their for their defense there. Greg, where are you at with this matchup, man? Uh, I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take the Rams to cover, and I'm gonna take the Rams to win. Uh, it does really depend. A lot of this analysis on this game depends on that injury report because there are a lot of people on the fence as far as the running back position is. I know the rules for the the running backs though. If more more set plays. He is the one. Like he's going to get the, the majority yeah, no, of the carries. The yeah, there's no Wait, no doubt about it. Let me it. just interject for one second. Uh, Kyle Shanahan did say he expects Mostert uh, and Sherman to be on the active roster 
on t- today or Sunday. Well, I forget what the vernacular was, but he was basically saying they'll be on the active roster for the oh, game. Oh, all right. Then, yeah. If, well, uh, I would take Kyle Shanahan to hopefully be accurate in this case. Um, and most of it is going <laughs> to be the, the lead dog. So I think he gives you uh, high in RB2 value with some RB1 upside uh, right away. Um, the tough matchup with the line. So I'm going to temper the expectations, but you know he, he's, he's a good RB2 to start. Uh, as far as the, the receivers, if Debo Samuel is playing, um, I think, you know, he can play him as the, the main receiver, uh, especially because Ayuk is not going to be able to play um, with, the you know, the COVID uh, stuff. So on the Ram side, the three receivers really, uh, Cooper Cup, man, is just eating up targets. The man's a Pac-Man of targets right now. Uh, you can continue to start him up um, with Robert Woods also getting, you know, touchdowns. Uh, and Josh Reynolds, I think, has the easiest matchup in this case. So I'm willing to go back to the well and uh, play him as a, as a high upside flex. Um, and with the running backs, uh, it's, yeah, pretty much tough. I'm not really excited about a lot of them, a lot of them, the Akers and Tennyson. I mean, Akers has the, the highest upside, I think, at this point in, as far as um, what he could do. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the under here. going to take San Fran to cover, taking the, the Rams to win the game, though. Uh, like we were saying, man, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, they both saw double-digit targets last week. Uh L.A. made the decision not to run the football. So uh, I'm going to start them as wide receiver twos, but upside. Obviously, we saw that upside come to fruition last week. Uh, and it sucks, man, because we like, we're probably really, like, we were really into, I mean, I know I was into both these guys coming into the year, but you were more specifically into Woods over Cup. But, and then for them to have to come out the beginning of the season, play well, and then to disappear for that stretch in the middle of the season. I know. And then... Then we're down on them, and they do what they did last week. Just that sh- that sucks, man. But uh, staying away from this backfield if I can afford it. Yeah, uh, Henderson, you know he led the, the running back. He led the team in running back opportunity in week eleven. But I wouldn't be surprised if Acres takes this thing over at some point. Like like you were saying, is continue to stash him, man. If you have the roster spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the Niners, um, yeah, Raheem Mostert. Yeah, that's really it. Yeah, yeah, he becomes one. <laughs> I mean, uh, Jeff Wilson probably be the two. I feel like if he played, and then McKinnon, I, I would assume Jack Kyle Shannon is again allergic to McKinnon. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I don't even who's who's that? Yeah. Who's, <laughs> <McKinnon>? <laughs> um, oh Jordan Reed though also in a good spot here as well. If um, you know, especially with Ayuk being out, mm-hmm. um, are you interested in? Any receiver, I mean, it's just the Rams. The Rams defense is tough, man. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Ramsey's been playing some of his best ball right now, too. Yeah, Debo Samuel. Obviously, we know what he can bring in terms of the run. He's not really a receiver, really, but you're that's a floor play. I feel like if if anything, right? That's like a I need ten points for my flex. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, not half point PPR. Debo, probably a guy. Jordan Reed, I think with the Saints, oh, with the Rams. Uh, that's probably the only spot and Niners do love to target the tight end so he's there yeah he's he's available he's he's healthy too which is important yeah. for Jordan Reed yeah <laughs> um all right man let's move on to this next matchup we've got the 10 and 1 Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the 7 and 4 Tampa Bay Buccaneers 55 and a half point total this is going to be a good game kind of snuck up on us there a little bit i mean snuck up on me for sure 
I'm like, oh, Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. Wow, curious. Um, <laughs> in terms of injuries, Kansas City is okay. So that's, you know, pretty, usually when the, when one of the best teams in football is healthy, that's probably, you know, not good for the other team. Uh, Tampa Bay banged up. Uh, three of the five offensive linemen are banged up in this game. Uh, JPP, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, uh, he's limited with a knee injury. Uh, in terms of this game, I'm taking the over here. I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover. I'm going to take the Chiefs to win. It's crazy, right? Because you got Tom Brady coming off this embarrassing loss, but mm-hmm. like he's going against the Chiefs. So, yeah, I'm going yeah, with Patrick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, <laughs> well, this is this is what it is. We're 2020, baby. Patrick Mahomes is the king of football right now. It's over. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Patrick Mahomes. Uh. Yeah. Obviously, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and then Clyde. Man, for Clyde, it's a tough matchup, but uh, the volume should be there hopefully, and then. Uh, the the touchdown opportunities we saw him get two last week, uh, and again he's continuing to run well, especially down by the goal line. So uh, start that man up. Um, maybe more as an RB two, maybe not the bona fide RB one, but as an RB two. And then for the Tampa Bay side, Tom Brady. Um, I I really like the the offense this week, the pass offense, having to keep pace with Patrick Mahomes. So you know Tom Brady, Antonio Brown. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and then the question obviously becomes, you know, do you go Ronald Jones or do you go Leonard Fournette, right? So um, if they're going to have to keep pace, then you would imagine Leonard Fournette would be the guy on the field. But if they want to run the ball, it it would have to be Ronald (laughs) Jones on the field. So I just made it so complicated, so hard. (laughs) Right? Start at your own risk, man. Really, that's really what it is. Like, I mean, I look at Ronald Jones. I don't have a lot of Leonard Fournette. Um, but I look at Leonard Fournette as like a flex and then Ronald Jones is like that boom flex. I feel like it's as weird as it is to say for yeah. the running back. Yeah. Right? Like it's all like, Ronald Jones needs is oh, one run too, one or two runs and this yeah. man can make something happen too. <laughs> and then once he gets that one or two runs, they're going to just keep feeding him. I mean, that's what it feels like it's been like. Um, but yeah, I, I I probably would if you had to, if I had to pick one of these two in a vacuum, I probably would go with Rojo. As weird as it sounds, given how I already think the game script is gonna go, but um, yeah, play Gronk, and then that's it. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take the Chiefs to cover. I'm gonna take the Chiefs to win. Uh, on the Chiefs side, Patty, of course, you're starting him. Uh, you're starting all the receivers, Kelsey Hill, uh, <clears throat> and uh, yes, and Clyde. You're starting him as well. Uh, Sammy Watkins, uh, if he's be able to play, I think he's also in play. Uh, and also on the Buck side, Tom Brady and his offense is expected to bounce back. Uh, I, you know, we thought that last week was the, but actually, no, last week was the bad week, right? So this week has to be the bounce back week uh, as far as how their season's going. Uh, and I'm also calling that Tom Brady. I have the Chiefs to win, so Tom Brady does shake Pat Mahomes' hand uh, at the end of the game, and then, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's bold. That might even be bold. The boldest take we've had. <laughs> Tom Brady really, really respects Mahomes. You know, he, you know, he was—he's the one that told him you're going to own this league. You know, coming up soon. So, uh, I hope he shakes his hand. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, that private she, conversation that they had. Yeah, that yeah, knows yeah. The contents yeah. of. <laughs> <laughs> you were—you just happened to be present for it, Greg. <laughs> I was in the room where it happens. You know, a Hamilton reference. Okay, but okay, uh, gotcha. yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it should be a good game. Yeah, no, nah, definitely for sure is going to be a great. I'm game. A, I'm going to agree like. with you too and take Rojo though as well as the. I think yeah, if I wanted to start one, I'm I'm gonna go Rojo. 
Yeah, I think that's kind of, yeah, that's where I'm at. That's where we're at. Okay, sounds good. Let's move on to this next matchup. We've got the 5-5 five and five Chicago Bears traveling to Green Bay to take on the 7-3 Green Bay Packers. There was no line for this game as of yesterday uh, because apparently the world doesn't know that the bookmakers haven't made up their mind that Mitch Trubisky is going to start this game. So we're going to set a line of 46.5, Greg. I, be- uh, I think on ESPN I saw that I had at 44.5. Oh, okay. So 44. We'll just take that line. 44. Yeah. We do take our lines from fans with sportsbooks. So, uh, not a hashtag, not a sponsor. Um, but they can be if they want. So, we've reached out to you, but we could reach out back. You know, hit us up. We could do this. Makes not happen. Um, yeah, you know. Um, hey, Black Friday, man. We can get a deal done, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Uh, 44.5 point total. The Green Bay Packers are eight and a half point favorites. In terms of the injuries in this game, Cordell Patterson, uh, he's questionable with a calf injury. Nick Foles, he's questionable with a uh he was DMP, but questionable with this hip injury, this hip slash glute. And then for the Packers, Marquez Valdez Scantling, he's questionable with an Achilles injury. Um Greg, where are you at with this game? I'm gonna take the over, I'm gonna take the Bears to cover, but I'm gonna take the Packers to win. Um, this is, you know, divisional game, uh, but I think some points will be scored. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I think, is a must-start at this point. Uh, Aaron Jones, also in a must-start. Devontae Adams, uh, you know, a little banged up, but he is definitely a must-start. Uh, one of his tough matchups, but it doesn't really matter at all. He's a top-three player at the wide receiver position every week, top two. Um, and on the, the Bears' side, uh, if I think Mr. Risky is going to give it – it's going to be the starting quarterback, is he? Yeah, that's what I'm. That's yeah. what I'm projecting. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> I think Mitch could give you some good solid streaming value. I think um, in this game, um, I think there are points to be scored uh, with Allen Robinson. I think he's in a good spot, uh, and with the running game, David Montgomery expected to be back, so you can start him up as a you know RB two strong RB two. Yeah, I'm taking the under here. Going to take the Packers to cover going to take the Packers to win. I really I don't I don't know why I just not respecting this this Bears uh, offense. I haven't respected them really all season. Uh and in this matchup here I'm Oh, and Jimmy really Graham. Jimmy, them. Jimmy Graham is nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's a, he's a solid yeah, tight end he, to start every week for sure. Like he's he differentiates himself <laughs> from all the other ones. <laughs> yeah, it goes it's like Travis Kelsey. Yep. Uh Gap, yep. Darren Waller, small Gap. Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. Yep. Not even he, the gap. Like TJ. Ho- Actually, I would probably put TJ Hawkinson above Mark Andrews because we probably consistency. Just, you're right. You know, consistency from TJ Hawkinson, and then uh, with Mark Andrews, maybe like a like a gap below that is like Jimmy Graham. Yep. Right there. You go. Tight right, yep. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. In that same tier, though, I would probably put Robert Tunyon because of the upside that he brings attached to Aaron Rodgers in this matchup here. So I'm playing Robert Tunyon, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams. I'm playing those guys as well. Allen Robinson, though, he has a tough matchup here with Jair Alexander. I'm a little concerned about that. Um, Alexander's healthy, but obviously if you have Robinson, you're going to roll him out there unless you have better options. Um, Not all of us can be that fortunate, though. David Montgomery, an RB. Two, he's always going to be an RB two, no matter what. Good oh, matchup, yeah. bad matchup. Yeah. David Montgomery, yep. RB two. So <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, and then after that, I'm done with this game. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah, 
yeah, I think this game is going to surprise us a little bit. That's why. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I mean, if you call that um, money to you, bro, I just really have zero faith in this Bears <laughs> team, man. <laughs> I really don't, man. I don't know what they could do now. Change stadiums. They cha- they change they change play callers. They change quarterbacks. They change twice. uniforms. Hey, <laughs> man, they could change the uniforms. I don't know what else they're gonna change now, man. <laughs> but uh, all right, let's move on to the next matchup. We've got the seven and three Seattle Seahawks traveling to Philadelphia to take on the three six and one. Philadelphia Eagles. This is a five-point total or fifty-one-point total, and the e- the Seahawks are five-point favorites in terms of injuries. Uh, offensive tackle for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, Lane Johnson. He was put on IR with an ankle. Uh, Zach Ertz. He's on, he's on the uh, injured reserves designated to return list, so he could potentially return from this high ankle sprain. That's kept him out. And then Chris Carson. He is uh, he was. Full participant with the foot injury on Wednesday, and then they had they didn't actually have practice on Thursday, but they had a practice estimation, and he would have been limited in that practice. So I don't know if Chris Carson is out the woods yet, but I'm hoping that he is. Me too. Uh, so, uh, you know, if you do have Chris Carson, make sure you have Carlos Hyde as well. I mean, this game is on Monday, so you might have to just. I don't think we can guarantee. I don't think we can bank on him playing. Um, Shaq Griffin, he's set to ret- or he returned to practice as well. So that's situation there. In terms of this game, I'm taking the under here. I'm going to take the Seahawks to cover. I'm going to take the Seahawks to win this game. Um, in terms of the fantasy analysis uh, for Seattle, it's going to be Russ, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and like I said, either Chris Carson or Carlos Hyde. Um, and then I think going back to this, okay, uh, two weeks ago, I tried to go to this well. I'm going to go back now. Jacob Hollister, I think, is in play with the injury to Greg Olson. Uh, obviously, Will Disley is still there and could potentially have a role, but um, Hollister has been used as the uh, the receiver. Uh, you know, the route he's run more routes. He's got he's seen more targets than Disley, so I, I would lean there. And then on the Philly side, man, Fogum he's he's tough to trust because the fantasy production hasn't been there, but he saw seven targets last week, which led the team. Uh, I'm going to continue to trot him out there, not blindly, of course, um, but I'd play him over, you know, maybe like a T. Higgins this week. Um, I think you can play Jalen Rager as well. Uh, And then Dallas Goddard, he's in play for me uh, as he was second on the team in targets. And then obviously Miles Sanders, of course. And, you know, don't expect a big shootout here. Seattle has been better on defense the last few weeks, uh, especially since getting Carlos Dunlap in there. So. Uh, not really into Carson Wentz in this matchup, but hey, you know how the Eagles work. When when we when the whole world bets against them, that's it's when true. they show up. That's a fact, man. Um, I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take the Eagles to cover, and I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks to win. Um, especially because with this, the Giants would be first in the division. Uh, so um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the on the Eagles side, yeah, Carson Wentz yeah hasn't been playing well at all. Um, uh, but I feel like he's going to just you know make something happen um and still you know be able to create points so i think he's streamable in this case uh jalen rager in a great spot travis fulgan also in a great spot i think both these guys you can play out put out there as a good upside plays um wide receiver twos uh, uh as far as the if Ertz is coming back um that really affects goddard and probably the other pass catchers but uh i think it's, I'm still leaning towards Goddard as far as that upside tight end more over, over Ertz if he comes back. Um, Ertz has been terrible, man. Yeah, There's no way yeah. I'm ever starting yeah. Ertz. 
sorry, there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to take some targets away from somebody, but yeah, I, I still He won't do Gar- anything with them. Gar- yeah, <laughs> Goddard is the guy to play. Uh, even, <laughs> uh, you might see even some Richard Rodgers in it, so it's really complicated with the, those three guys. Um, and on the, the Seattle side, Russell Wilson, of course, is starting him as QB1. Chris Carson, I'm hoping he playing because if he plays, uh, he's in a great spot. Um, and, but if not, the, the pivot to Carlos, Carlos Hyde is also a solid move. Um, you know, the drop-off would just be from RB1 to a strong RB2. Um, and as far as the receivers, yeah, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, all those guys. But David Moore, I think he has some good sleeper value this, this weekend. I think, you know, he uh, is could be playable as a, as a good flex. Yeah, I mean, he's got sleeper value every he week. Does. <laughs> he does, yeah. But the um, matchup is good this week. Um, Yeah, no, definitely the matchup is good, especially with all the attention that, that DK and Tyler Lockett should get. Um, at least that's what I think every week with, with David Moore. Yeah, yeah. But moving on <laughs> to the next matchup, man, this is a the game, obviously, um, Baltimore was supposed to be Baltimore was supposed to play on Thursday night. We covered that, uh, what happened with that matchup and and the fact that it was being moved to Sunday. It has since been moved to Tuesday at 8 p.m. So for the second time this year, we get Tuesday night football. So uh, that should be fun. But uh, t- the big news out of that is that obviously we knew J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram had tested positive and were added to the COVID reserve list. But since we last recorded... Lamar Jackson has also been added to the COVID reserve list. Um, so he is not going to play in this game. Um, two offensive linemen have also been added to the COVID reserve list. So they'll be out. Uh, so And then Mark Andrews, he's questionable with a thigh. So um, this is definitely going to be a tough one for Baltimore to overcome in terms of the number of people that will be down. But it's not something that we haven't seen, right? We've seen San Fran do it. We, mm-hmm. We've seen, you know, other tennessee do it we've seen all the we've suddenly we've seen a bunch of teams you know go through this um and you know for the second time pittsburgh is being affected by it um you know having their schedule change because of because another team is having an outbreak but that hasn't stopped them from being 10 and 0 uh greg where are you at with this matchup man i'm taking the over i'm taking the pittsburgh steelers to cover i'm taking the steelers to also win um, yeah, with the, with the once the Lamar news came out, it was really all done deal for any hopes of the Ravens really winning. He's he's such an X factor at that position. What he could do uh, with both his legs and his arm um, for them to have any chance to win. I mean, it was a really good game uh, last game. Um, ended up being twenty eight twenty four. But uh, as far as him not being there, Robert Griffin will start. I mean, the offense. He is a comp- comparable quarterback as far as what he could do, so that's that's nice uh, as far as what the offense can do. Uh, but the only guy I'm targeting is, is Mark Andrews, really, uh, and that that's mm-hmm. it if he if he plays. Um, and on the Steelers side, uh, Big Ben um, is in play. Uh, he's been playing pretty well of late uh, as a, a high in QB two with some QB one upside. Um, Deontay Johnson, uh, ten target, Mister um, Ten Target Man. Um, you're playing him. You're playing all three receivers. Uh, yeah, and James Conner as well. I think you can play him. Yeah, man, I am going to. I'm with you, man. I'm taking the. Well, I'm taking the under here. Actually, I'm going to take Pittsburgh to cover Pittsburgh to win. I mean, we've seen COVID disrupt teams. Um, you know, we we saw New England get the breakout, and then they got they got washed. Yeah. Uh, by Kansas City. Yeah. We, we saw. Uh, San Fran have their breakout, and then they got, <laughs> got washed, washed by. <laughs> by uh, Green Bay and Devontae Adams single-handedly. Um, you know, and obviously Tennessee had their breakout. They washed 
uh, you know, Buffalo, but that was a little bit different because they had a they had a, basically a week to prepare for Buffalo. Yeah, and uh, everyone Buffalo was still there. Know, their main players were all yeah, still there too. Their main players were still there, and Buffalo didn't know who they were playing. They were either they knew they were either going to play the Chiefs or they were going to play the Titans, and so those right. are two teams that are total opposites to prepare for. Right. So they you know they got the short end of the stick there, but uh, I think Bal- this is going to be hard for Baltimore to overcome, especially. You got your you got two two running backs out. You've got your your quarterback, who's a huge part of your run game. You've got yep. two offensive linemen out, in addition to the offensive linemen that you were already missing due to injuries. It's going to be tough. So, like you said, Baltimore. I only have interest in Mark Andrews because he plays tight end. Um, for Pittsburgh, Big Ben, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. Actually, don't even mind James Conner in this game. We've seen Baltimore get run on. Now, the only question with James Conner is, will he get the ball? Um, so. Uh, you know, but as an RB two, three borderline, you know, with some touchdown upside, I think you can start him. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I would just, I wouldn't, I would not bank on this game being played. I mean, uh, obviously, I know Greg in our leagues, we have an emergency swap rule where if you um, you designate a, a substitution player before the start of that player's game, uh, so that you can. Potentially, if if you know if you're if you're banking on Big Ben, you can designate like a Jared Goff as your replacement player. Right. Uh, and if Big Ben doesn't play, then you know then you just take the Jared Goff's points, right? So, right. Um, you know that's that's an option. Or you know if your league, I know some leagues, there is no option. You just you either have to try to you know you you have to assume as if these guys are gonna play, and if not, like. So depending on the kind of league that you're in, if it's an upside league, like I'm in some leagues where it's just points, I, I'm starting a Deontay Johnson because I'm like, well, if he plays, I'm going to I'm gonna get like, you know, 20 points in a full PPR. And if he doesn't play, I'm willing to take the zero just because I need the upside here with Deontay Johnson. So it really depends on the league that you're in and the format, but uh, what kind of risk you would need to take in this game. Yeah, definitely. I uh, totally agree with you there. All right, man. That's that is that in terms of that matchup. Um, so obviously Tuesday night football that'll be fun. But what also is fun is when we hit these starts of the week, man. Oh yeah, it's you already money know. Time, Greg. Uh-huh. So it's time to make some money, man, for the people out there. The hashtag DX Drive. So Greg, who is your quarterback start of the week this week, man? You know, I, I was close to picking Denny Dimes, but I, I'm gonna go with my man. You know, Derek Carr. I think it's time. Uh, I think he, you know, the time that I pick him that he he really comes through. Versus Atlanta, uh, he's part. First of all, he's part of the highest over under total versus Atlanta, um, who's still the worst defense in fantasy versus the quarterback position. Um, calling a three touchdown game for Derek Carr, which he's only done three times, uh, but with the help of the cake matchups on the outside for Aguilar and Rugs, uh, those guys should have good days, and he'll have a good day. He's top ten in red zone targets. You know, he's eleventh in passing touchdowns with room for more. Uh, as I said, he only has three games with three passing touchdowns, so this is a good spot for him to do it again. Uh, Derek Carr, man, start him up. Yeah, man, I like that one. For me, I'm going to go with Taysom Hill, man. Got to put some respect on my oh, guy's yeah. name. Oh, man. yeah. Uh, he's played well last week in his first start. Only five incompletions. Carried the ball 10 times, 51 yards, and two touchdowns. So we know that rushing floor will be there. Uh, and we just got to embrace this, y'all, because Hill is going to be a QB1. Running quarterbacks, rushing quarterbacks, quarterbacks who run, scrambling quarterbacks, however you want to say it. Quarterbacks with mobility, uh, you know, Taysom Hill is going to get it done this week as a QB1 against Denver, who actually, if you look at fantasy points per drop back, um, rushing versus 
uh, fancy points per drop back, and then you you look at just passing fancy points per drop back. Denver allows one of the highest differences, meaning they're allowing quarterbacks fancy points uh, on the ground even per uh, per drop back. So uh, I know that probably sounded a little bit confusing, but hopefully you're there with me. Taysom Hill, basically, start him up, man. Yeah, man, being a rushing quarterback is the formula to being a QB1. That's all I got to say. That's where it starts. Mm-hmm. That's definitely where it starts. Provides a steady floor, and Taysom Hill can do that with some upside, man. So, Greg, uh, running back start of the week, man. What do we got? Uh, yeah, I'm, depending on definitely the health, I'm, I'm uh, you know, expecting him to play. But I'm going to go with Chris Carson versus Philly, uh, returning from injury versus Philly. In every game that he was healthy, the five games, he scored double-digit fantasy points in full-point PPR leagues. Uh, he didn't finish lower than a running back 26. Uh, had six touchdowns through the first five weeks uh, that he played. So I think, you know, Seattle, when he's, he's out there, they're going to fully unleash him. Uh, you know, getting uh, multiple, almost 15 touches per game uh, with, with the reception works, which is, again, every year getting better and better. Uh, and he'll have the red zone opportunities in this one versus Philly. Uh, but if Chris Carson does a play, I got you covered. Uh, pivoting to that Wayne Gallman versus Cincy. Missing necessary. Whoa. Whoa. Wayne Gallman. You can't touch Wayne Gallman. Your pivot should be Carlos Hyde because Wayne Gallman is mine. Oh, yeah, Carlos Hyde. Just, yeah, yeah, just go <laughs> just go to Carlos Hyde. Yeah, facts, facts. <laughs> My start of the week is Mr. Necessary, and he is more than just necessary this week. With all 30 teams playing, we have no one on by, and even then he needs to be in the wild. <laughs> He's been the RB7 over the last five weeks. Cincinnati's at a great spot for him. They're dead last in, fan, in football outsiders. Uh, defensive adjusted line yards metric and Gallman dominates red zone work in a game where the Giants are projected to win by five and a half I actually think they potentially win by more but that's good game script for the running back and Mr. Necessary will take advantage yeah man Wayne Gallman uh, definitely liked him out of Clemson at first but yeah with with Saquon coming it thought of hurt his hopes but Saquon always being out Wayne Gallman's been doing well in his early career yeah, man, Wayne Gallman, I mean, I know what you mean. When he was coming out of Clemson, I was always like, yo, that number nine runs tough. Yeah, yeah, you know? definitely. But, uh, then he, I don't even remember what his draft status was, but he he wasn't he didn't blow up the combine or anything, but this man runs hard, man, still to this day. Mm-hmm. Greg, your wide receiver start of the week, man. What do we got? Oh, man, I, I got my man DJ Moore going against Minnesota. Uh, got this cake, cake matchup versus Cameron Dantzler uh, on Minnesota. Not to mention the fact that Teddy Tuklov, Teddy Bridgewater is off the injury report and ready to go. Uh, he, DJ Moore is the main factor down the field. He has 41% of this team's AR share, according to Prairie Profiler. Uh, that's fourth among wide receivers. He's ten, top 10 in deep targets uh, with this high over under game uh, at 51 uh, and two shaky secondaries on both sides. This is a potential shootout uh, where DJ Moore will be involved. He's got over a 25% target share over the last two weeks. DJ Moore, man, get it done. Start him up. Oh, uh, yeah, man. I like that. I actually like that whole Carolina secondary this week, but DJ Moore has obviously been blowing up lately. Gotta love that one for me. I'm going with Antonio Brown versus mm-hmm. the Kansas City Chiefs. This game has one of the highest totals of the weekend. Tom Brady will have to keep pace with Patrick Mahomes in this one. And Antonio Brown, man, making his comeback to the NFL has looked every part of the wide receiver that we last saw. Uh, he's immediately started commanding targets in this offense. He's first in targets and receptions. He leads the team in air yards. But he's third in fantasy points since coming back, and he's yet to score a touchdown while also being due for some positive touchdown regression. So start Antonio Brown with some confidence this week and let that breakthrough game happen for you. But yes, can't sir. believe in 2020, Antonio Brown is the start of the week. <laughs> Definitely. 
Uh, Greg, your tight end start of the week, man. What do we got? Uh, yeah, so I'm going with Evan Ingram versus Cincinnati. Uh, you know, I was close to making Daniel Jones start of the week, so that bodes well for Ingram and his receivers. Uh, before the Giants' Week 10 game versus Philly, you know, he had that three-game stretch where he was averaging 9.6 targets per game. I expect the target share to be returned to that, you know, in, in a close way versus Cincinnati, who's given up seven total touchdowns to the tight end position this season. Uh, yeah, I think this whole Giants team is in a good spot, and it starts with Evan Ingram. Hopefully he gets a touchdown and, you know, gets that a good target share. Yeah, man, I like that one. Somebody I'm going with, I mean, you're probably gonna start him, but I've been I've been giving him some so you know I've been I've been hazing him all season, man, basically. Hunter Henry, <laughs> man, going against Buffalo. A high over under here, third highest on the slate. And this Buffalo team has been terrible against tight ends all year. But we just haven't been able to take advantage of it. The last four games, you ready, Greg, have been against Arizona, Seattle, New England, and the New York Jets. Oh yeah. All teams they have that no don't tight end. Use the tight end. Yeah, they don't even but have one on the roster. That, <laughs> Nope. Before that, they allowed the fifth most fantasy points to Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs, the 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 most to the the boys in Tennessee, fourth most to Darren Waller, a top twelve finish to Tyler Higby, and they got destroyed by Mike Gesicki early in the year. This is one of the true blind spots here, and I'm really into Hunter Henry this week, so start him up. Oh yeah, I mean if you're into Hunter Henry, yeah, I'm always into Hunter Henry. But if you're into Hunter Henry, then yeah, I, I gotta be. This is gonna be a good, good spot for him. Hey, look, man, the reasons why I'm the reason why I've been giving Hunter Henry slack is not because I think he's a slouch, right? I, I know it's where his ADP slack. was. It's all ADP. It's ADP, but it's not even just more about. It's less about the ADP as much. It's more about because I was drafting him around his ADP, right? I mean, I was willing to pull the trigger on a Hunter Henry. He was one of the guys because in my mind, that's he has that potential to outperform the ADP, and he hasn't done it. And that's what I'm upset. I'm upset about. Yeah, especially I, with the I herb expect too. More from Hunter. Henry. That's what I'm saying. I expect more from him. It's not like he's a slouch, and I'm like, oh, he's a bum. He'll be a bum. He'll always be a bum. It's like, no, Hunter Henry's one. Of, he has he has top five tight end potential in the he league. He does. He does. He does. Get money, money, take money, money, yeah. I be counting five, ten, twenty, honey, yeah. Oh man, let's go, Hunter Henry. Start of the week. You got to do it this week. Yeah. All right, man. Moving on. To- <laughs> Moving on to the next segment, the best segment uh, for you. It's been the best. Oh segment yeah, for me. ching ching, man. A, it's it's um man. What are the two? Don't, don't call me G money for no reason. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> oh, this what well, this segment is basically named after you. you know, get money, G yeah, money, might as well be the same. Money. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh man, this is tough. All right, Greg. So, uh, get money. Obviously, we know what this game is. It's a head-to-head FanDuel contest between you and myself. We cannot choose. The same players, uh, so it is a draft. So there's some, you know, some stealing that takes place here. I know, um, and I have the and first. You pick. You have the number one Ooh. pick. So we already know what you're gonna do. So go ahead, I don't, and take actually, the man. I, I thought, I thought you, you thought I had to, I, I, you know, I could do this, but this man is eleven thousand now, yo. It's crazy. That's so much money, yo. <laughs> he keeps going up and more and more up. So I had to pivot for the first time in uh, wow. fantasy football diagnostics history. Uh, I'm pivoting, taking my first pick. I'm taking your guy, Nick Chubb, going against Jacksonville. Okay. 8,400. I like this. Smash spot for him right here. I like this. Yeah. Because <laughs> I can make this work now. Oh, wow. So, for me, I'm going to take, um, I'm going to go Keenan Allen, 8,200 oh my gosh. against Buffalo. Oh, man. That's that's tough. That's real tough right there. That really hurt my feelings. Um, I guess I got to go. 
Uh, I'm gonna go Wayne Gallman then solidify the running back position because yeah. <laughs> 5700. He's so cheap. He's so cheap. <laughs> yeah. That hurt because I I was gonna take I was gonna take him. Oh, okay. All right. Now nah, I got this. Um, all right. I'm going Brian Hill 5100. Wow. Going up against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, yep, yep, yep. You know, it Todd, seems like you need Todd some money here. <laughs> Todd Gurley is going to be. Oh, I had Wayne Gallman. I had it ready to go, but you you took it. So, um, Brian Hill had to pivot here. So, Greg, go ahead. I mean, yeah, you took Keenan Allen away from me, so I'm struggling at that wide receiver one. But at my other wide receiver position, as my first wide receiver, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Michael Thomas, 7700. Uh, with that with that value and the target share, I'm gonna take him. Ooh, I got a little nervous there when you were talking about wide receivers. I thought you were going to take my guy, so I'm going to take him right now before you before you, before you you uh, you get privy to it. Stephon Diggs, 7900, uh, going against the LA Chargers. That'd be a great pivot because from Keenan Allen, I was looking at Diggs, but now I have to go another route again. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm gonna you know get some leverage play, so I guess the guy that's going to be feeding him the most. You know, I'm gonna take our quarterback, the Herb Justin Herbert, 8400. That's fine. I was gonna go Herbert, but that's fine. I've I've got money to to get up there, so yeah, um, yeah. It's gonna be a little funny. I'm gonna take uh, Hunter Henry at tight end, fifty nine hundred. Slot him in there. Got it. I had a, I had a, I had a plan for you. I thought I assumed you were gonna take Dalvin Cook, but I know, now, I know. Man. It's so so much money. It's so much money. Uh, well, because of that and. Uh, as my second wide receiver, actually, yeah, yeah, as my second wide receiver, I'm gonna take AB 6500. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm slot him in there. Uh, I'm still figuring out who's my lead dog at receiver is gonna be, so I'm, I'm gonna get these value plays. Okay, well, for uh, my running back, my well, my flex, we'll just call him my flex because I haven't gotten there yet to where I really want to go, but. Uh, in my flex spot, I'm going to go Frank Gore, 5,200, going up against Miami. I like that. Um, I'm going to go my flex, Nelson Aguilar, at 5,200, uh, going against Atlanta with a good spot here with Derek Carr as my start of the week. So, Nelson Aguilar should be the main beneficiary of that. Okay. Uh, for me, I'm going to go – I'm just going to get it done now, man. Going to go Dalvin Cook, 11,000 at the running back spot. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, as he should be priced at that. I mean, he's been doing everything. I'm surprised he's not even more. Uh, for my tight end, I'm going to take Evan Ingram. My start of the week at 5,600. Uh, slide him in there against Cincinnati. Okay, so for my – um. My defense here, I'm going to get the New York Jets there. 3K, uh, cheap, the cheapest defense on FanDuel this week. Uh, and I actually am taking them to cover the spread. I think this defense should be a part of the reason why. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to take uh, at receiver. I'm going real expensive here. I need something. I'm going to go Tyreek Hill, 8,600 as my wide receiver one in that Tampa Bay game. Is, yeah, I need some of that. That's juice. Oh, yeah, that's, I need some juice. Okay. I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 
oh man, do I want to stick to my guns here or do I want to get a little crazy and try to leverage you? I think I'm going to leverage you. So when this started, I had ju- I had Justin Herbert in here as my quarterback, 8,400. Mm-hmm. I had enough to get to Josh Allen, but I wanted to get to her. I just wanted Herbert anyway. Of course. And then when you took Herbert, I was going to go to Josh Allen. But now you took Tyreek Hill, so now I'm sitting here thinking. I've got enough pieces from the Kansas City <laughs> Buffalo game. Right, I've got Keenan Allen here. I've got Stephon Diggs. I've got Hunter Henry. I've got the pieces in this game. So if those pieces are the beneficiaries, I should hit. So you have Tyreek Hill, though, so I, I need do. to get crazy. I was, and I started I out with Travis Kelsey in my lineup, but you ended up taking, uh, leaving Dalvin Cook on the board. So I had to pivot from Travis Kelsey yeah, to Dalvin is, Cook. Yeah, it's a crazy chess game right now. Oh, it's a crazy chess game. So I'm going with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Yep. 9,000. Mm-hmm. I can afford him, so I'm going to do it. Patrick yeah, so Mahomes every pass to Keenan Allen will hurt me, and every pass to <laughs> Terry Kill where, uh yeah, basically. Is a oh, and leverage. I have Hunter Henry, though. So well. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, you didn't take and the when jet. you're... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? Now, what were you saying? And this is Patty? What I was going to say, and I have Stefan Diggs on the other side. So basically got that whole L.A. Buffalo game covered. Oh, well, hopefully it snows or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you didn't take the Jets defense, did you not, right? I did. I did. You I did. Had, oh, you did. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I was still scrambling to figure out what I need to do. Uh, I'm going to then take the Tennessee defense to, for me to afford Tyreek Hill at 3,500 going against Indy. Okay. Um, and then my secret sauce in here, the one that's allowing me to get all of this done, uh, and I wish that I had known about all of this before the break when we did the breakdown. But Kaderil Hodge at wide receiver, yes, uh, for the Cleveland Browns. He's a great matchup, by the way. It is a great matchup, and he's yeah. forty five hundred on Fanduel. And the man actually led the Cleveland Browns in targets last week. He had hmm. the highest target share on the team. Uh, he's got a a decent matchup here too, as well with with Jacksonville, who has been terrible uh, stopping uh, wide receivers. I mean. All their wide receivers are banged up. Uh, and so I like Baker Mayfield. He's my stream of the week this week. And uh, Kadero Hodge allows me some exposure to that. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, especially Jacksonville hasn't stopped anyone on the outside the slot pretty well. But, like, nah, this is a good spot. That's nice. That's nice. I like that. So, Greg, you're uh, – oh, I think I'm complete. We're both done, right? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're done. Yep, yep. All right, so Greg, run th- run through your team, man. You had the first pick. I uh, can't believe you st- still can't believe you didn't take Dalvin Cook. But I know. I was I know. prepared for you to take Dalvin Cook all week. I know. I'm, I get frugal <laughs> at some point. Uh, I, <laughs> I got the Herb though. Justin Herbert at 8,400 at my quarterback position. Nick Chubb. I think because I think Nick Chubb is going to give me a Dalvin Cook number. I took him going against Jacksonville at 8,400. Uh, Wayne Gallman at 5,700 uh, at, as my RB2. Tyreek Hill at 8,600 as my wide receiver one. Michael Thomas at 7,700. Oh, man. this these Last year, this roster would have been like a, a scene budget, like $100,000. Yeah, word. <laughs> uh, AB, two word at 6,500. Oh, man. Uh, as well, my wide receiver three. He would have been cheap because he wasn't in the league at this time. Yeah, that's, true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, At my tight end position, Evan Ingram at 5,600. Nelson Aguilar at 5,200 at my flex going against Atlanta. And the Tennessee Titans defense going against Indy. 
Yeah, man, I like that one. I like this one a little bit better, though. Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> 9,000 going against Tampa Bay. Brian Hill, 5,100 going to, going up against the Las Vegas Raiders. Dalvin Cook, 11,000 going up against Carolina. Uh, Keenan Allen, 8,200 going up against Buffalo. Stephon Diggs, 7,900 going up against the Chargers. Kadero Hodge, 4,500 going up against Jacksonville. Hunter Henry, 5,900 going up against Buffalo. And then Frank Gore, 5,200 going up against Miami. And then the Jets defense, 3,000 also going up against Miami. Yeah, definitely like that lineup. Um, but, you know, I, I'm favored, man. The Vegas got me favored you know, every week. <laughs> I, they, You know what they do, man? Two straight wins. I mean, you lead the series right now. Um, but hey, if y'all if y'all could find a way to put the money line down on me, you know, I'm just saying the live Keenan Allen might want to do Keenan it. That Keenan Allen might one might be the one though. Uh, and Dalvin Cook, oh man, <laughs> uh, and Patty. I mean, oh. I'm just saying. Oh man, Patty. Oh man, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, all right, we'll see, man. Hopefully, I'm talking all this junk, but I always come in here on uh, with a loss the following week, man. I don't know how this <laughs> happens to me, so. Hopefully, we can get this thing done, man. But, Greg, as always, it's a pleasure. The DX Tribe, it's always a pleasure with yes, you guys. Sir. Uh, please, if you could just rate, review the podcast, uh, tell us how we can get better, how we can, how we can improve. Uh, we'd love to do that. And then, as always, you can follow us on social media. The show, you can follow the show account uh, at, on Twitter or on Instagram at FF Diagnostics. You can follow Greg on Instagram at we underscore made it. And then you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JR Football Nerd. Hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving. Enjoy this weekend's slate of games and Monday and Tuesday night football. Have a good one, everybody. And we are out. We out.